All right, gang, so just a quick heads up. Uh, instead of doing what I've been promising for ages, which is to get around to that audiobook, instead I went ahead and compiled all 10 years of the Blue Skies writing that I did and put it together in a fucking book. It's going to go on Amazon here real damn quick, listed as the Lunatic Fringe book. You'll be able to find it in pretty much any of the marketplaces that Amazon has. It is literally every single word I ever wrote from that magazine, and it's all put together in nice book form. You can buy it in ebook, you can buy it in paperback, and believe it or not, you can even buy it in fucking hardback. Uh, again, it's going to be available here really, really soon. This one not only includes all the articles that were in the first fucking pilot book, but about 60 more articles. It's got 350 or so pages of some pretty funny, inappropriate, and hopefully informative shit. So check it out. skies call. They seduce us, pulling us irresistibly upwards, reminding us to fly our own line, on our wings, and in life. We are the seekers, adventurers, being one with the air, feeling everything and nothing at once. That's the magic we chase. Follow the call. Find your pure wild flight with NZ Aerosports. Of course, I absolutely love the NZ Aerosports business model. I mean, come on. One glance at an Icarus fuck yeah sticker and you know it lines up perfectly with the fucking pilot mentality. But outside their wonderful use of colorful language and a great company vibe, there's a long list of reasons to say NZ Aerosports fuck yeah. NZ Aerosports blows me away right out of the gate as a canopy manufacturer with a bold offer. They give you 10 jumps on your brand new nylon to decide if you want to keep it swap it out, or even return it for a refund. I mean, seriously, how incredible is that? That's like getting halfway through a prom and deciding you prefer the slightly racier date that goes down faster. Seriously, they do that. If you're not madly in love with your new canopy after 10 jumps, they'll let you swap it out for another size or model, or even get your money back. And the range of canopies they've got? Man, they've got a style canopy to fit every jumper and every situation with models you know and trust like the Sapphire 3, the perfect choice for the beginner or intermediate canopy pilot, the Crossfire 3 when you're ready to kick it up that elliptical notch, the JFX 2 if you're looking to up your new swoop game, the Leia as the workhorse and dirt water dirt beast, or the Petra. The Petra cranks out crazy power and is nothing short of a record breaker. But hey, it's not always about speed either. Take the Kraken. Built as a low pack volume canopy specifically with wingsuiting in mind, she gives you all the performance you're looking for with the reliability you need that'll have you itching for that next formation, rodeo, or puffy cloud. 
So, the equipment is top-of-the-line kick-ass stuff, as you already know, but how about the team? Well, the customer service gang is there to sort you out whenever you need them. Maddie and Beto are always there to help with Jen holding the reins. They're available for you at sales at nzaerosports.com, and they've got a kick-ass live chat tool on the website if you're wanting to hit someone up right away. These are the crew you're going to want to talk to to get those custom orders in. With the stock nylon, once you know what you want, they'll have that shit on a FedEx truck as soon as the credit card machine says approved and get you in the air in no time. For your custom orders, you'll be able to get a time frame for building and shipping when you design it, so get to it. And demos. They've got demos in the U.S. available from their partner Rock Sky Market. The whole U.S. demo fleet is there with Sapphire 3, Crossfire 3, Kraken, JFX2, and Leia canopies in a range of sizes. They also offer student and tandem demos in the U.S. Bottom line, every step of the way, NZ Aerosports is there to get you what you need, and I personally couldn't be happier to be teamed up with them here on Lunatic Fringe. And now, time to get started with Lunatic Fringe Into the Void, brought to you proudly by NZ Aerosports. Fuck yeah! Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go. My name is Ray Kubiak. I'm in the can here with, uh, well, you guys tell me, who the fuck are you and what do you do? Matt? We are Windy Tube. We uh, come in and we give ridiculous commentary on this beautiful indoor skydiving industry uh, as best we can from our perspective. Uh, currently, I'm a former instructor, uh, former corporate persona. And then James, I'll let you introduce yourself. We should have we should have started with the windy tube intro. Uh, what what's up, everybody? My name's James. All right, cool. In that case, I'll just uh, keep going on my end. Thanks, Matt, for really just giving me out to dry there. I really appreciate that. Uh, I'm James Gillison. I uh, I've been instructing for about seven years. Uh, I'm working at iFly Portland in Oregon. Um, the last of the good tunnels. <laughs> I said it. And, uh, uh, and yeah, I, uh, I, uh, I did a lot of work with, uh, with Matt on Windy 2 video editing, just doing goofy shit and, uh, you know, having a good time living, living that plan B, you know, plan A didn't work out. Plan B is pretty fucking dope. So Our can't, plan B. Can't, can't be mad at it, man. Well, that's awesome. When, so my understanding is that you guys knew each other prior to any of this. We did. Yeah. We uh, met yeah. in high school. Freshman year. Yeah. In um, PE. James sat next to me because of our last names. Alphabetical. Yeah. Essentially, they're adjacent in the alphabet. So, yeah. That's actually, cool. funny enough, I th- actually, I think our first official like introduction, like our origin story happens in computer class. Um, somebody had hacked our little mini computer lab made it so you could play a game uh like a versus each other we would all like shoot each other with like flamethrowers and guns and stuff and james i think killed me with like a flamethrower or something and he kept doing it it was like a constant like almost like a nagging thing and it it was frustrating i'm like all right who is you know such and such and then he stands up all proud as hell and he's like that's me and i was like this motherfucker and then sure i found out in pe that we sat right next to each other and then that kind of that started the craziness from there. That's <laughs> awesome. So how did that, 
how did that turn into flying in wind tunnels and shit? Mm. Uh, sorry, well, who got who in? It who was, uh, I got to say that we, we definitely got ourselves in. It's not like, uh, like we recommended each other for anything, but Matt definitely uh, broke the seal. Um, we've always been kind of rivals in, in, a, in the healthiest of ways, you know, like uh, I used to study martial arts and Matt was really good at, at art and, uh, you know, he took dance and then I, I joined the military and then he became an instructor and it was always just this, this back and forth, one-upping, one-upping, um, just to stay on par with each other. And uh, when I joined the Air Force in 2007, it was very shortly after basic training that I would see pictures of Matt on Facebook flying in the fucking Hollywood tunnel. Um, that was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that in 2007. I was like, damn, I made the wrong decision. Like I should be well, flying in a tube in Hollywood. Well, so uh, <laughs> yeah, what happened was I was going to school for um, animation and then it was kind of becoming a dragon last year. So then uh, I ended up getting a job at iFly Hollywood Um even though I know it felt like probably 2007, it was probably closer to 2010. Um, but around that time in Hollywood, flying around, James got out of the military and I was like, bro, we need to work at a wind tunnel together. Um, and then James interviewed for it, but it kind of wasn't really his thing at that time. Um, he was just in a different headspace, just getting out of the military. And uh, it, was, it was impossible to live in LA and work at a wind tunnel. You know, yeah. With the- with the pay I, know, have like, I had a roommate situation going on with another fellow instructor uh christian rosas and then later josh Beauville. um and we live like three miles up from the tunnel in hollywood and we got some smoking ass rent in la so it worked out on my end like three grand a month it was awesome it was <laughs> super hey, affordable hey it was it was two separate rooms we weren't sleeping in the same one you know but yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then James um, moved around a lot. James went to like Salt Lake City, and then when he made his way out to Portland, uh, I think by that time I was still dancing because I had left. Well, no, you, I think you were in Chicago, or no, is that before you became an instructor again? Yeah, it was before I became an instructor again. Yeah, and then that's when you you did the whole thing on your own and got hired in at Portland. Yeah, I was living out in Utah, climbing cell towers, working cell site construction, working like 18, 20 hours a day. Yeah. Six, seven days a week. It was grueling. Uh, but yeah, that will fry you too, right? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm sterile. Honestly, I haven't tested it, but I'm pretty sure, you know, spend enough time in front of, a, of an antenna, blasting radiation, things will happen. But uh, you hear screaming in the background. Uh, that's my boss. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was hooting and hollering just now. I don't know if that's coming through the mic, but okay. oh, no, no, no. that's crazy. Uh, did you know Orly King? Orly King, Orly King was an old skydiver. Um, um, he passed a, a, a few years back, but he uh, he used to climb cell towers in Utah. That's why I asked. So it takes a special kind of crazy to be a tower climber, honestly. Yeah. I it know, pays I well. Know it does. Yeah. It does. So yeah. did that for a little while, but it was hard work. I never had any time for myself or personal life or anything. So um, when I found out that uh, iFly Portland was opening. Um, my girlfriend at the time also wanted to get out of Utah. She was born and raised there. So I was like, damn, I'm ready to go to the West Coast again. I need to get back out there. And, uh, never been to Portland, but we, we went out and the tunnel was about three months away from being complete. Um, I had a job interview in Seattle. Um, I didn't drop Matt's name or anything. You know, it's all just 
I mean, I let him know. I was like, you know, I had left iFly Hollywood at that point. And I was like, you know, man, I don't know if I can actually give you an in or a recommendation. Um, I'm like, but, you know, good luck with what you do. But he got in, fucking made it work. Yeah, it actually helped uh, finish building the tunnel since it was under construction. They were like, James, can you turn a wrench? I was like, I've been climbing towers for the last five years. I can turn the fuck out of a wrench. Let's well, in go. The beginning, in the beginning, you're like, I'll do whatever you want. Yeah, seriously. I'll suck your dick. You got a toilet or a dick? Like, (laughs) I got this. And so you, uh, you both worked in Portland together. Yes. After a couple months, after a couple months working out there, uh, Matt was working in Chicago again, and I was like, dude, there's an opening here. Let's fucking. We haven't really kicked it since high school. (laughs) Like, we need to move in together. So what had happened was, see, I was was. I was like, I'm giving up the tunnel life. I'm going to become a ballroom dancer. That's it. It's done. It's over. I had this big grand going away in Hollywood. And then um, Houston called me halfway through my dancing stuff. And they were like, yo, we're just opening up uh, out in Houston. We would love to have an instructor like you, since we know that you're not tied to a tunnel, kind of come out, help us out since you're an L4. I'm like, hmm. I had to turn them down uh, and the timeline just didn't work. But ever since then, it irked me. I was like, you know what? I think I want to go back. So chugged a bunch of the iFly Kool-Aid, got hired in at Chicago. But after accepting that position, I found out about Portland through James because he got in. I'm like, maybe Portland. Maybe Portland's like a, a thing I could try to do. Uh, but when I ran that idea by the GM at the time, I'm like, hey, is it cool if I go to Chicago for like a little bit? And then you send me to Portland and they're like, no, we can't do that. Like, Damn it. I was like, all right. <laughs> so, so then I get to Chicago and then halfway through Chicago, um, a manager position or a shift supervisor position opens in Portland. Uh, and then I visit James for his birthday. And that just happens to be the most beautiful sunny day in fucking Portland. Mm, right. And James is like, this could all be yours. <laughs> yeah, He's like, this could all be yours. I'm like, yeah. All right. So I applied and then got in and then that reconnected us again. Got him. Got him. Nailed it. Nice. So did you guys do, did you guys fuck around with like video stuff when you were in high school? Just goofing off, making videos? We did. Yeah. We We sure did. But that's James though. James was the camera guy. I was just taking photos and drawing pictures, but James Mm -hmm. was the one with like a big ass fucking video recorder, just recording random high school dumbass shit, like lighting stuff on fire. A lot of stuff getting lit on fire, people wrestling. Right. So uh, much fire. Movies. Because we did a lot of video editing in high school as well. Right. Um, but we never thought to like collaborate on that end. We always collaborated with like drawings and comics and writing stories, but we never collaborated like heavily on video pieces. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you, yeah. the comedy, the comedy that you guys brought through the Windy Tube, I, I was binging it. Just I noticed it's been about two years, boys. What's going on? Uh, yeah well yeah what's going on we're working on it man i mean are you guys are you guys i mean because you're doing your thing matt right what are you doing now uh so i'm doing a website maintenance for a marketing company based out of uh central oregon yeah it makes it tough when you're not like at the same location every day Uh, yeah. yeah but i'm working on trying to close the gap uh wife and kids and i we're trying to make our way back over to the portland side Mm-hmm. um obviously the housing market's kind of doing its crazy thing right now but we're keeping our eyes peeled and hopefully once that distance closes uh then we can try to start starting up some episodes again so yeah portland, we, i'm sorry 
we always got we always got stuff in the works for Windy Tube. Like we never stopped thinking about it. You know, uh, I've got a, a whole list of jokes and skits and stuff that that are that are in the wings, just waiting to go. You know, but um, me and Matt would split the production of each Windy Tube episode. Like we'd we'd film about an hour's worth of footage. And then we had to cut it down to like five, 10 minutes. So someone's job was initially to cut the footage down and make the raw episode. And then the, they'd, they'd hand that off to the next person who would do the color correction, the green screen, the special effects, sound effects, music, all that. So that really made it um, pretty easy and, and fluid as a process. But then once Matt left, man, I was like all on me. And, you know, Atlas could only hold the earth for so long, you know, so it was like it had to be fun. You know, I'm sitting here doing 20, 30, 40 hour weeks just on an episode. You know, I'll sit down at a computer for 10 hours a day for like Not a week. And, yeah, no, it's super hard. So, it, you know, it has to stay fun. And that's kind of why I haven't really done anything with it. Um, and you and know what? Back, I'd rather I'd rather not get an episode than to get some shit jump the shark episode. Right on. You know yeah, what I mean? Same. Some tired, same. some, oh, we got to do this because we got Kubiak's wanting me to do one. So I better right. get it done. Yeah, you know. You know, and in the meantime, I'll just watch Judge Judy and shit and wait. And that's, that's I think that's honestly <laughs> what it comes down to is uh, watch some- Jerry Springer and touch myself. Yeah. <laughs> Mari Povich, what's going on? Mm, that's funny. <laughs> The, um, uh, yeah, yeah, we got some, we got some good, good skits in the, in the wings. Like, um, the, uh, I don't know if you've seen that video that Nate Roth came out with years ago. It was like the F T T T T T P. It was like for the, <laughs> it was like, uh, um, writing this down. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link, but it's a, it's yeah. a video about like tunnel toddler training program. And it's like advanced head down for toddlers. And, you know, <laughs> it's, it's super funny. So he's a big inspiration. Uh, but we came up with another one. Uh, we were just complaining about FITP and how it's a shitty acronym. Like, oh, flight instructor training program, FITPA. Like, you can't even say that if you right. spell it out, you know. So we came up with a new one. Uh, I'm writing out a skit for it right now. Don't and it's the, it. uh, the program for educators of novice indoor skydivers. So that way, when people come in, you can say, are you here for the penis? You're here for the penis, right? So I think that's better. going to go yeah, over well with the kids. Kids are going to love it. <laughs> well, as yeah, much, but Windy as Tube was never for kids, and you know that. Like, I had to keep reminding That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The kids are going to love it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They love all the stuff that's never made for them. All the stuff that's made for them, they can keep <laughs> I don't think I've done an FITP where I haven't been sexually violated. Oh, yeah, that's part of the job. That's why yeah. most trainers get the rating is for the free taint touches, you know? I mean, it's nobody like, got nobody likes their skin-tight suits because it flies better. Let's just be real here. Let I got a see. tattoo over mine that says, uh, not a handle. No, it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> I got a tattoo over mine that says definitely a handle. So uh, different, different folks. Yeah. Except when I'm aroused and it says um, not a handle, but on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays, maybe it could be <laughs> in its entirety. So um, anyway, activity. he got yeah. it done in bold, so like key, all though. caps. <laughs> Portland is a uh, Portland's corporate. It is. Portland is corporate. But low key, that's the that's the dopest that's the dopest corporate tunnel, I think, dude. I think so too. From an outside perspective, looking in, being like, if I was gonna work for corporate, I might work for Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good crew, huh? Yeah, we got a good crew. 
Oh yeah, I was just gonna say like our our crew is awesome. Our lead is dope. Um, nice. Cole Ferry, that's man. important, man. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, New Orleans always been in its own little world uh, yeah. since its inception. Like Seattle, kind of takes a lot of attention um, just because of everything involved with Seattle. Right. But yeah. I feel like Portland and uh, the Sacramento tunnel were kind of just kind of like hidden in there. And same with SF Bay, like these little just northern. See, that's the Western. thing. Like, if I was going to compare like Seattle to Portland, I would compare Hollywood to San Diego. Like. San Diego is the spot in California, right? Like when I think of California, I don't think of Hollywood, California. When I think of Hollywood, California, I think of smog. And not no offense to California. No, no, that's no, no. just that's just what like I think. And when I think of like San Diego, I I, I think of surfing and like mm-hmm. sun and 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 that's man. the thing to that degree. The San Diego corporate tunnel and Oceanside kind of exemplify more of that California feel, right? Whereas the Hollywood tunnel just through and through kind of comes off more as a tourist attraction, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. And I didn't so much mean it like, yeah, because it is it's 10 foot tunnel. Um, Tiny thing. I meant mainly maybe not even talking about the tunnel, just in general. Like when I think of Portland, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Like Seattle, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seattle's like Portland's like the smaller city that's still fun. Right. And this and Seattle's like. There's, there's a rivalry between Seattle and Portland, um, but Seattle's weather's worse, believe it or not. So I think yeah. we win. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and call it. It's, it's worse, huh? Seattle's definitely worse. Yeah. yeah. Like we, we may only have two or three months out of the year where the weather's perfect, but I don't know if Seattle even gets one. So nice. Yeah. So you, uh, do you guys skydive as well or? I have. Yeah. Mm, I think yeah. we both have. Oh yeah, right. I got but one tandem and two solos under my belt. Oh, whoop, nice. two solos, damn. Dang, look at you, Paula. I'm you, you that just never bit you? You never was like, hey, I'm going to go do that. It almost did. Uh, and honestly, the instructor um, slash uh, buddy, Matt, he he was trying to get me, he was like egging me on so bad. He's like, come on, man, go for your third one, go for your fourth one. But yeah. It just never caught. Shortly after, yeah. he ended up quitting, and then I quit, and then I moved around after that. Um, right. So it all kind of just fell by the wayside, man. That's kind of what I'm waiting for. Like, I have one tandem as well that I did in Utah for a friend's birthday. Uh, yeah. um, I, <clears throat> I enjoyed the experience, but then after that, I almost immediately became an instructor, and I haven't been out of a plane since, you know? And it's like, it's expensive to get a skydiving license and it's really time consuming and uh, I can fly in the tunnel for free. So I'm kind of a tunnel rat through and through, but yeah. you know, I also put it out there right now. If someone's willing to get me my license for free. I'm down. You know, I know that happens. I've heard of it. World so, first. You heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone, someone hook a brother up. I'm down to meet you in the sky. Dang. I should just pay for your AFF, bro. I <laughs> saying like, I'll even like pay, pay yeah. for the jump. You know, but if someone's willing to give me like the free coaching and just let me pay for jumps or something, I'd be down for that. I can start a GoFundMe for you. Oh, dude, that would be great. I appreciate that a lot. Man. For a little a dollar a day, you can sponsor. A little, hey, sponsor. that's funny. Okay. Yeah, write that down. Mm-hmm. So your backflips, I want to talk about these backflips that you have yeah. going on right now. Because they're man. something different, bro. Like the rotation speed that you're getting on these backflips. What is this? Mm. How, how are you getting this rotation? 
man, we could have a whole Joe Rogan style episode of just technique talk, Ray. Yeah, like, let's, go. We, 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 <laughs> let's go. We need uh, content. Let's do it. All right. Well, first of all, I'm a ninja. So we're going to go ahead and put that on the record. Um, right. I've, Technically, I've always been... <laughs> if you were, you wouldn't have said that. Yeah, well, you know, some, some, it's more, what is it? I'm samurai, too. Better, humble. it. Isn't, isn't hum- humility a samurai trait? You know, I'm, I'm a little bit more. But you a said ninja. ninja. You just get the job done. Exactly right. Exactly. So, um, I heard one the other day that said, "I heard one the other day that said if ninjas were good at their job, nobody would even know they existed." Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, good thing I'm terrible at my job, but I'm great at backflips. So, (laughs) sorry. So let's talk about this technique. Give Give the kids at home. Give me something to try because, for sure, for sure. Um, I want spit to come out my nose. Tweet. Uh, no promises, but uh, I'll break it down a little bit for you about the way that I do them. Uh, that kick out the door in the beginning is like key for me. I've, I've tried to do it where, you, you know, you blast up, you come straight down, you go straight back up again. And I can't seem to get that, that rotation that I want. But for some reason, kicking my legs out the door, having them come back, centering myself. And then as my legs are rocking back towards my chest, uh, that's when I blast up and I just tuck for all get out, you know, and uh, um, that's sort of where I'm experimenting now. Like uh, I spent a long time just trying to stay centered as I was going up and coming down, playing with the wind speed, like the faster the wind speed, the more I drift. So I'm kind of working on that. Um, but right now I'm doing at about 94%. I can get six or seven pretty consistently every demo. And uh, it's, I'm kind of experimenting with that tuck. Uh, when I was in Fort Lauderdale in 2020, I was actually, Portland was closed because of COVID. So I worked eight months in Fort Lauderdale because Florida was business as fucking usual. And, uh, <laughs> Florida was Florida, baby. Yeah, baby. Uh, <laughs> Kayla uh, McDonald was the GM at the time. And uh, she used to be a trapeze artist in the circus. So she saw me flipping and she, she was like, well, this is how we do it on a trapeze. And uh, and then I was getting um, advice from Willow as well, because Willow is low key, my backflip rival. He uh, he put me through FITP. He may be an instructor. And now we're like battling out to see who can do more backflips in the tunnel. So uh-huh. I kind of take his advice. I, I take advice from, you know, um, people who trick and, and, and stuff outside the tunnel. Um, widening your knees and really pulling them into your chest is sort of key. Like as soon as I blast up, I'm fighting that centrifugal force to get my knees into my chest and the tighter I can squeeze those into my chest, uh, the the faster those rotations happen. So I'm kind of experimenting with like hands over the knees, squeezing into the chest, hands under the knees, squeezing um, the thighs into the chest, wide knees, close knees, uh, I, I tend to have better luck with a, a little bit of a wider stance with my knees that keeps me um, kind of centered and it keeps me from oscillating out to my side. Mm-hmm. It keeps me kind of uh, vertical. And then it's just a matter of just, you know, getting, then getting it's just a drag coefficient, right? Like a, like how wide is going to slow down the rotation. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and the and knee then, thing and the arm con- combination help with, the speed to keep you centered, right? Instead of kind of going off the center and towards the wall. Yeah. Yeah. It's mainly that, that second, right before you blast up. Like I just take, as soon as my feet come uh, out the door and then back in that moment of like stall is me kind of centering, making sure that yeah, I'm blasting. Kind of setting it up for the, the amount. I call of that the pop. Right. I and call then that it's the just pop. a matter of like 
spotting the door and you're spinning so fast. So I can kind of tell like if I'm getting close to a wall or something Mm -hmm. and my best ones are always the ones where I'm like, fuck it. I'll just hit the wall. Screw it. And those are the ones where I get like seven, eight back back flips going. And and you're perfectly centered, huh? Yeah. And it works out fine. You know, you always think you're closer to the wall than you actually are. Giving up the awareness is actually helping you with keeping yourself centered as opposed to trying to exactly you're coming down and i'm counting i always watch those videos like three times i'm like bitch was that seven (laughs) exactly three four five six yeah that was seven but you still had six six feet of altitude i'm just saying where's eight exactly Exactly. every time yep i'm a little bit just say it right just say it no dude i like look i'm hard to impress that's for sure like um those backflips, that rotation in those backflips is impressive. Like, I, Thanks, mine, mine's like, it reminds me of rollerblading. Uh, not that I was rollerblading, but like when rollerblading hit the X Games, the way they would do their backflips on like the quarter pipe or the half pipe, mm. it looks like what you're doing as far as the speed of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Like a flip in general has like a certain timing, you know? It's like a flip twist. It has kind of a certain thing that it does. And yeah. when somebody goes outside of that rhythm, it's noticeable. And your backflips are outside that rhythm for sure. So, Thanks, man. Cool. I'll um, take it. Not to be weird, but. Oh, not at all, man. Can you watch his videos three times over? Who's making so it? We got, we got what your trick is. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, Matt, what's your trick, bud? Bro, uh, mine was just copy and paste, you know? Nice. I was not. I would watch um, some old school Ray Kubiak videos, you know, nice. and I'd be like, all right, all right, mm-hmm. let me see what I can do here. Don't do that shit. You I got the European ideas. style. Like, don't watch my yeah. videos. I'm too punk that, rock for you. you gotta, I think you the last like thing that. I tried working on was that that Iron Cross uh, that Reese yeah. implemented. That was like my last yeah. hoorah. And I could only ever snag it on my left side. Um, yeah. how, how come it is so odd going the opposite way? Right? Mm. With anything. But, I think uh, I think it's I think it's the pain of a uh, like knowing what it feels like when it's good, and then going right, so to your opposite way, yeah. and then now and now you know that employee showed up that you can't not be awesome in front of because they're gonna make fun of you. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like your, your pride rivalry. gets in, and then you just don't want to work on the week. You always got to pick the level one to drive, so that way they always hype you up. <laughs> I just start them off from the start. I'm like, look, I'm 45 years old. I've been doing this for a hot minute. You're gonna see me hit the wall sometimes because I want to. I want to do cool shit. But I feel like you're level Ray. You play it off in such like the. You'd probably play it off in the most elegant of ways. You know. Sometimes, sometimes I I, I go in the stairwell and cry. Don't like, like, how do I get this? But you know, okay. it is what it is. It dries quick on the concrete in the stairwell. That's fine. <laughs> Have you guys were you guys ever uh into competing? For a short minute. I, I competed, yeah. I think, more than James did, but <laughs> we did get the opportunity to compete together in Phoenix, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was super dope. Yeah. I got, a, I got an off-the-cuff question. Hit it. If you were going to design a tunnel competition, what would it consist of? Like you're asking the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But, like uh, I'm not talking about like a national competition. I'm talking about yeah. Let's get it. What are we looking at? Man, I I would involve way more music, uh, way more like audience participation. Um, 
my a big inspiration kind of came from a party that uh tacho threw um mm. for regina out in houston it was it's a huge party i think he bought out all memorial and they, the way they decked out that tunnel for that party um i mean they had like a, a bar like an open bar set up with like food and it was kind of almost like a nightclub setting um and everybody was kind of having a free-for-all in the tunnel but the look and the way they transformed that tunnel I felt could be a good way to set up a competition for. Um, but then I think of win games, right. Where um, Frank, like his performances became more viral than somebody winning first place for a lot of those categories. And right. so I felt that if we kind of built an event more around that, where you were going for that viral hit or that viral sensation um, that was a fun for the audience, but B fun for um the people in the tunnel at the tunnel um i think that whole experience would just kind of change how those competitions are felt and seen and kind of help the industry grow from the sport perspective yeah what you got james uh well i uh i i didn't have a job as an event coordinator working for corporate like matt did so uh, i mean the only competition i really saw firsthand was flight of the phoenix in 2017 uh, and that was super dope. Like as far as like a couple words on competitions themselves, like have I done it? Yeah. Am I really interested in it? Not particularly. Um, I, I am very competitive and I'm, and I'm not very good in, in the tunnel flying competition world. Like when you got people like the Wittenbergs walking around, it's just like, you might as well just go home, you know? <laughs> so, but um, yeah. the competitions are definitely dope and, and you will always come back a better flyer than when you left. It's the weirdest thing. Um, just being around people at competitions, you're sharing knowledge, you're uh, sharing experiences. Everybody's like, Oh, what are you working on? You know, what, what, you know, how do you do this better? And um, even just being around that atmosphere, you come back a better flyer. Um, I'd say like Blake Cullen, for example, is a perfect example of that. Like he, we, we started at Portland together uh, and um, he just would come back from these competitions as a different flyer every time. And now he's just, this savage flyer that you see, um, you know, on Instagram and stuff and um, eggs, at eggs and Blaken. Yeah. Check his ripped ass out. It's fucking dope. Um, this it's is funny though. So so Matt, yeah. Let's make that happen, man. <laughs> huh? Let's take your idea. Let's run with that. We'll get, we'll, no, we'll we, talk we, offline. Like, let's we, see. we compete against ourselves every yeah. day and that, that's all the competition we need. I think. I well, want a competition where you just like I, I like seeing everybody. Yeah, yeah. seeing everybody in like a leapfrog environment where it's like cool. You know how like whole street jams are done um, mm -hmm. on the skate side. Yeah, where it's yeah. like, hey, you don't have a written routine. I don't want to see your polished turd. Like, don't show what me your punk rock look like. Like, hey, dude, can you do can you do and be like, I'll see your and. And yeah, bam! Like I mean, you know? and I think that, that that was one of the things I kind of had an issue with as a whole uh, when I was part of the competition circuit. Is um, as James mentioned, right? Like we've got we've got celebrities within the tunnel industry, mm. um, but they're not promoted enough. I think to that degree, to where if you saw them at a competition and you weren't a competitor, but say it was just your first year flying, but you saw those names around the tunnel and kind of heard them, and you knew you're like. Oh man, Blake Cullen, you know, is going up against Ray Kubiak in the tunnel. Like, oh shit, like this has been brewing, you know. Uh, 
Well, Blake won. Blake won that one. But the the rivalry that's needed for those to kind of have some teeth and some feeling and some weight, which makes people stick around, was something that uh, I felt we always needed more of. Like celebrities to us, but not celebrities to anybody else. And I'm like, oh, everybody needs to know them. If you're in the tunnel industry, whether you're a casual skydiver, hardcore tunnel flyer, like you should know these people as well. So that way these competitions hold more weight for you to want to watch them and be there and see them in person. Um, that was one of the things that struck me when I got to go to nationals in VA beach was seeing all of these champs flying in person. I was like, what? Um, even the competition in Phoenix was super awesome. Cause I got to see Austin uh, Crandall. And at the time I'm like, damn, that helmet, like those flip twit, like everything he was doing was so fun to watch in person. And then he became like this celebrity in my eyes. Um, so for me, it was more fun to watch these people, go to worlds and other competitions mm-hmm. and then seeing them, you know, get sponsored and things like that. And uh, yeah, man, I think it'd be, yeah. I think it'd be fun as hell to do that kind of competition. It would be cool. Not, not to replace what's going on. You know? No, no. But that to kind of, to kind of settle, like, to, like, cause what I've seen happen is there was free fly competitions. Body flight Bedford did a free fly competition. That mm-hmm. was awesome. And every year it was like the most exciting shit ever. Then we started flying dynamic lines, then dynamic, is kind of like the slalom ski where it's like we're going to take a hundredth of a second off of this thing which is awesome in itself competitors got sick of the subjective judging like there was like you know or the popular person would win you know yeah. all the all the time so we needed something that was like okay there's a time limit there's rules there, there's this thing now that's been created that's awesome but i see the creative side dying and it would be nice to have one competition that people just kind of strive to like get to maybe something that's got like an actual purse that you can win, you know? Wow, what a concept. Calm down, Ray. <laughs> but in order to get that purse, right, you need to get that, build that notoriety and pull in the public that may not be bought in yet. Yeah. Um, well, since we're just soundboarding it right now, so, you know. Well, that's where I mean, YouTube comes in, you know? We, we really make it accessible to the every man in, in a way. Every man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this uh this thing's telling me that I have to upgrade to pro. Apparently I didn't do that. So it's they, gonna kick us off. It's gonna kick us off in like three minutes. I'll start another one and then Dean Dean can splice that all together. Dean's gonna okay, cool. okay, but because I still got some some things I want to ask. So who were your influencers? Like who who influenced you like growing up in this sport? Going, hey, well, Growing up in the sport. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, since I gotta say, probably first person on my list, my list is Matt. Um, again, he was the first person I ever saw fly in a tunnel, uh, and um, he's done things uh, just goofy shit that I have never seen another instructor do to date. Um, he does a, a really great zipline trick that I throw into almost every one of my demos. You know, you just walk up the glass, um, shoot a zipline over your shoulder, and then pantomime. <laughs> pantomime going across uh you know it's just like you know people don't think about stuff like that you know me and matt we're we're not skydivers you know we grew up in the desert making our own fun you know Um, so we didn't know you know dynamic lines or you know what it was like in the sky so um you know he, he took the tunnel and treated it more like a vert ramp in skateboarding than like a or like a you know like a street skater um, yeah. And he would bring, he would bring his, his uh, ballroom dance experience in there. He's doing, he's doing like ballroom dance spins head down with Christy, our old GM, you know? So oh, that, yeah. that really, well, yeah, that really. Another um, rad human. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Christy Mathias. She's dope as hell. 
Um, so that, that really kind of opened my eyes as to what um, flying could be. So stuff like the redfish style, the fishbowl, um, the door tricks, um, you, you know, just weird stuff uh, was, was uh, a big inspiration for me. And to this day, I still get people like, hey, man, you fly different. Like I've seen a lot of people fly. You fly different. So, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to be a dynamic flyer or anything. Um, so not, not, not free, free style has been a big uh, influence on me. And then uh, like Will, Will Ostag, Willow, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, he's, he's like my flip twit, my backflip rival, but also he made me an instructor. So he's a, he's a big influence on me. Um, but I got to say, as far as like things I'm reaching for, it's got to be like Leo Volkov's Tom's Ivan kind of stuff, man. Like, yeah. I had an hour of coaching out here in Portland with Tom's. That man is fucking insane. Yeah. yeah, he's different because he he grew up in those outdoor uh, Wallace tunnels, you he know. Did. So yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. That explains a lot, actually. Well, I, I worked in Vegas for seven years or five years or some shit. I, fucking old man. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. But I mean, it was it was a different thing. It was. I was gonna say it's a different beast. Growing dude. up in the yeah. desert entertaining myself and then all of a sudden had access to a wind tunnel and it was like uh, i wasn't a skydiver at the time and right it was was badass so what about you matt influences who who's your Uh, i had a different kind of start right i was in the uh the tunnel uh the little tiny tunnel tucked away in the big old city uh drew Steele. drew Steele stayed at the gate he Mm -hmm. um the things that man can do to this day are still just unfathomable to my eyes and my mind. Right. Um, but back then seeing it, you know, with no prior experience to anything or no other exposure to any other sport in that degree. Uh, yeah. He was my big, and it was funny enough that zip line trick is actually Drew's that I took. Um, oh, nice. Now, mind you, I added the comedy of like shooting it from across the tunnel and acting all silly the whole time. But Drew was the one that I ever saw that used to do like a, he called it his 007. Um, but it's because he used to do it with a few other instructors who all used to do what they called tunnel vision. And they would fog up the Hollywood tunnel. They would put out music. It would get a big crowd. They would suck all the smoke out. And then they would all just do these weird tricks to music. And mm-hmm. when he did that portion, it was to 007. Um the theme song there. So Drew was a huge inspiration starting out. And then um, that's kind of how it stayed because I wasn't really exposed to many other people. I mean, we would get some peeps from um, SF Bay that would come down like Randy Ashley. Uh, he was a dope dude to watch fly. Uh, him and Drew were fairly similar, but yeah, that helicopter spin boy. Yeah. Yeah. Those legs would just tilt and then he would just disappear in a blur. Uh, yeah. But seeing him fly in SF Bay was dope. Um, a few guys up that way, but it wasn't until I got to Chicago that I was exposed to everybody else. Um, you know, seeing Garrett firsthand kind of take himself from, you know, this brand new instructor to this lead instructor to somebody who is a rocket ship, huh? Yeah. Yeah. With the dynamic lines. But I think that's where I kind of noticed as you were saying, you know, when you're in um, a smaller tunnel, a slower tunnel, right? Like Vegas or Hollywood, um, you're not able to really focus on um, the speed aspect of things. Cause I mean, the, the tunnels just don't allow it. So it's all about those tricks and that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I kind of kept when I went to Chicago and then eventually going over to Portland. Um, nice. And just kind of pulling from fellow instructors, you know, Blake Cullen as well. Like anybody that was nearby kind of seeing their fun tricks. 
Uh, and once I started competing more, you know, going to Phoenix and um, Seattle and seeing other flyers firsthand, mentioned Austin as well. So they're just pulling in those other things because those other elements that these flyers brought are from that environment of a faster, bigger tunnel, uh, which was all still new to me and fun to watch. But I'm like, hmm, what if I could try that out? I mean, we have the same, we got the same build at home. Why not try it out? Yeah. yeah. It's a weird thing. Like the, the whole like trick flyer, people get categorized as it. it's like, no, I'm not just a trick flyer. I also fly dynamic and this and that. And just the, um, the creativity aspect of it though. Like imagine YouTube didn't exist. And we weren't able to see what each person was doing, you know? Yes. And if you, if you discover a move or a trick without any outside influence and you go through the creative process of like figuring out how to do it, in my mind, even if you didn't invent that trick and that trick isn't new and it's been done before, you invented that trick in a way. Like you discovered that trick. You had to go through all the self-discovery, like all of the discovery to, to figure out um, how to make it happen. You yeah. Know? yeah. I mean, and to your point, I think, um, I think just that fun discovery portion mm-hmm. is what kind of helps still push it. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think some freestyle routines in dynamic are starting to all kind of take some of that away and kind of strip it down for the sake of, judging it, and scoring it kind of uh, has to though like it kind of that's what i'm saying to. yeah with the instances of it being speed-based it's like yeah eventually you have to kind of whittle down some of that creativity yeah. and we lose you know like the the va beach boys that bridge out the door right that was a that was a fun-ass trick right just having mm-hmm. everybody kind of run along like that was mm-hmm. good stuff door tricks in general you, you see them less and less right? yeah and so more it's you know how close can we get proximity and the difficulty rating of each of those tricks and so i understand where it's coming from but I do. So that's the evolution that has to happen. I on want one, that to happen. On one branch. That's going to be like the Olympic side of things. Yep. We need the X game side of things to develop. Exactly. Or, to, or to continue to develop. Cause they've been, they've been around. I, I just, I would love to see that like the creative competition side start back up and then judged by the competitors and by the crowd. And there is no panel of expert judges. That's what's up. You know and what I mean, mean? I kind of got, um, so when I went to. So uh, if you're the popular one, just bring all your friends to the crowd. But that might be the more fair way to judge. When I was at the World Cup uh, over in, um, I forget the spot in Northern France. Ugh. But uh, Kyra, Kira, tied with um Raphael like exactly across the board in the freestyle category and I'm like how does that happen how do you t- exactly tie uh and that's where I was thinking in my head I'm like man maybe if we left it to the crowd right like the amount of cheers or like then that becomes that x factor of like that could probably give the edge um because the old traditional way of scoring that we're trying to keep whittling away at like you said Ray it has its place but there's got to be this other portion where you do leave it up to the audience or the competitors and be like, oh no, clearly that person deserves it based on all of this response. That's what I'm saying. A trick flyer category, like not, not improving, well, not improving or changing the way they judge because only, only the freestyle competitors know the way they would like it to be. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. a freestyle competitor, you know, yeah. 
personally, I would say, you know, in the trick flyer world, there is no compulsories. You know, it is very subjective. It's a hundred percent subjective. Like, what did it make you feel like when you watched it? Did it make you want to jump up out of your seat and lose your mind? Or were you kind of like, eh, seen it, done it, been there, but it's mm. just, it's a different category altogether. It's, it's, it's something completely different. Not, and that's where um, and it doesn't take away. It doesn't change the way we're doing dynamic. Cause I think that's tracking in the right direction. It doesn't change the way we're doing freestyle. Cause obviously that's tracking in, 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 a, in a better direction than dynamic dynamics kind of been dead for, it's never really grown they've grown like processes, but it hasn't really grown in participation a ton. Mm -hmm. Not like belly flat, not like belly four way, belly four way. There's 20 new teams yearly for the last 50 years, you know, like you got government growth. funded teams, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's growth. If you got, if you got the inkling to coach belly, you are rich, bro. Like <laughs> that is the moneymaker. Um, but that's what I was saying about Frank and his routines at win games, right? They mm -hmm. were so damn fun. Like the Frank is a trick. Frank belongs in our comp, right? Like, and that's, that's what it is. Like a big ass baggy suit yeah. and flying all around doing all the crazy tricks. Were they some of the most, um, you know, sport and rule defying tricks? No, but they were fun as hell. Him coming out and doing the queen routine, you know, dressed up as Freddie Mercury and just yeah. the crowd. I'm like, ah. <laughs> We need more of that. Could everybody right. just try to do those? Because that pushes that creativity limit to not just what you can do in the tunnel, but how you're engaging the crowd and then what you choose to wear. And yeah, I thought that was right. great. Yeah, super dope. Like, yeah, I'd go off on a tangent about that. I know, that, I know. that dude's right. Like, all right, so uh, so you're in Portland. You still you coaching? Oh, yeah, man, as much as I can. Nice. Uh, most I, I don't skydive though, so most of my clients are just first timers that come through the tunnel uh, and they fall in love with it like like I did. And right. um, some well, of them have, have been. Scott, you know what I mean? It's different. Like I think that when people are wanting to do tunnel stuff to become better skydivers, um, sure. they don't always want to learn how to tunnel fly. You know, and there's right. plenty of people. There's plenty of people though that have separated that and said, "All right, when I'm skydiving, I'm going to go skydiving, and when I, I want to learn how to tunnel fly." It doesn't matter if that if that tunnel coach skydives or not. If exactly, they're good at what they're doing. Like exactly, you find someone whose style you like, and you right. get them to teach you. Um, I mean, I put a lot of people through AFF, but I can't pilot a canopy. But I can right. prepare the crap out of you to ace those jumps. You know, you're not your giving them going. canopy advice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I heard yeah. a joke. It was like, how can you? You can always tell the tunnel instructor at the drop zone by the size of his uh, rig or something like that. It's like always just it's like huge fucking rig, really tight suit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I, was, my, I, I had a small rig, shit. You look for those free fly, free fly friendly 240 rigs, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. Is that, the, is that rig free fly friendly? Uh, <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm coaching as much as I can. Uh, it, it, that's part of my passion about the sport too, is like the, the more I coach, the better coach I become, the better flyer I become. It helps me understand the sport better. So uh, yeah, I've got, I've got a handful of coaching students. I've had a few that have started to learn and then went to the drop zone, did a few jumps, realized skydiving wasn't for them and just came back and continued to be tunnel flyers. Cause that's what they like. Um, right. 
that's sort of where I was at. Yeah, I had my skydive first, but then as soon as I tasted that tunnel, I was like, you mean I can just crank this bitch up to 11, rip the knob off and fly for an hour? Fuck yeah, sign me up, dude. Sign me up. Packing a parachute, waiting for a load, 30-minute plane ride up to altitude, 45 seconds of flying time. It's like, ah, I'd rather just fly my body, man. So those people and I... you start flying that parachute, though, boy. I don't know. When (laughs) I started skydiving, I was 19. And I had worked in the tunnel for about eight months. The guy that does this podcast, um, Dean Ritchie, he says to me, he's like, what do you spend your money on? And I was like, weed. (laughs) You know, like, I don't know. I don't spend, like, I live at home with mom and dad. Like, I don't, car insurance and weed. Mm. And then uh, he was like, all right, I'm picking you up on Saturday. We're going skydiving. And, uh, and he did that and man yeah leaving the plane leaving the plane it is only 45 seconds but leaving the plane pull and like flying the parachute that that stuff was like it's hard to beat that yeah but and that's what i was gonna say the, the not act- comparing skydiving to wind tunnel flying like wind tunnel flying i don't think i ever really compared the two like wind tunnel mm-hmm. flying was punk rock I would, I would was like skydiving was like I was close yeah. to God, you know, and yeah. tunnel flying was like, I'm going to bust my elbow hard on that glass you will. or I'm going to have an epic trick and it's going to be awesome. And, and we didn't have YouTube to go throw it on. Right. It was just kind of like, hey, this is the thing we did online. Those Eloy crew videos came out around the time yeah. uh, YouTube was popping. So I would have hated to learn to have to learn how to skydive in the sky i guess is what i'm saying like now that i know that would how be to hard. that would be yeah, so hard super hard super imagine hard. you had a left hand out of control turn spinning blurry no time to fix it no time to learn how to fix it you know uh, so like now that i know how to fly i'm down to get my skydiving license i'll learn to pilot canopy like yeah. it's super you know, fun hard part, it? super fun you know what else is super fun is paragliding like a little yeah. different, but the, the paragliding and then skydiving, and then it leads to like sp- the speed wings. And that's dope because then you just find a hill, mm-hmm. run down it, you get your canopy in, and then go to the tunnel. You can get your flying in and just, I don't know. Yeah, but it doesn't got, matter what the activity is. You know, we got an Maybe. instructor out here, uh, David San Pedro, DSP. And he's a, he's a speed flyer and, and he, mm-hmm. I got bit by that bug for sure. So I, I like I like his mindset. It's like, uh, yeah, he skydives, but I think for me, uh, tunnel would just be body flight and mm-hmm. then speed flying or paragliding would be strictly canopy. So it's like, I, I don't feel like really passionate about mixing the two with skydiving. It's body flight and parachute with speed flying or paragliding. It's just the wing. You know, there's no, there's no body flight aspect. So I kind of, I'm interested in keeping them separate, you know, like body flying in the tunnel, canopy flying and with a, with a paraglider. Uh, and that, that's sort of like where my interest is right now. So I'll probably get my paragliding license before a skydiving one. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the big, the big takeaway for the paraglider for me was, uh, you don't have to spend 28 to $30 on a jump ticket. Right. But <laughs> But um, I almost don't want to spend thirty dollars on anything else. So I don't know. It kind of, it kind of yeah. I'm playing. I'm playing both sides of the fence right now. So yeah, I go. mean, I would say I have always found the the skydiving community 
is just that, right? You have a, a bigger community with indoor skydiving. You kind of go tunnel to tunnel, but they're not independent of a tunnel. You know, they don't, mm-hmm. uh, they don't hold big festivals or any kind of crazy parties and stuff. Unless of course you're Tacho throwing a birthday party that can't be matched by anything I've seen. Um, yeah. Boy. Yeah. You got, money, you got that, you got that, you got that paper. You could do that. But, but um, yeah, yeah think, dude. Well, cool. And that's what draws people in. Man. How do, Hey Matt, are you still coaching in the tunnel or is that, not, not so much? Yeah. Do I, they uh, let you do that or? I would, I would say my journey didn't lend itself to, to continue coaching students. I, I had some students in Chicago, but then obviously changing time zones just wasn't a thing for the yeah. students I had. Um, and then I had just gotten back into instructing um, when I got the opportunity to go and work at corporate uh, doing competitions. And so that kind of severed that piece as well. And it was uh, stipulated, I think, in my original contract from what I can remember that I wasn't allowed to do coaching outside of like people um, mm-hmm. that worked at corporate from what I remember. It was, I, have it was you guys, I have you guys down here on this screen. So when I look down like that, I'm actually looking at you talking, not realizing <laughs> that my camera's up here. So it just looks like I'm like. Thanks for, thanks for telling us because it, it's really distracting when you're not making eye contact. I, like, I think Ray's falling asleep. I got to make my answers more. In- so then I let myself on fire. Am, I, am uh, I boring you? I'm sorry. Not at all. Exploded. Not at all. Well, so, all that aside and all that talk about that, I encourage you uh, to uh, do, do the sky, mix the two just a little bit. It's like okay. a Percocet and a Corona, you know, oh, now you're don't talking. mix too much. Right. Cause then you don't wake up. You don't want to fall in a K hole. I'm kidding. I'm not an advocate of opiates. I hate them. And I think they're Satan. Okay. PSA. Yeah. Right. PSA. Now cut back in. So when I okay. do them, I usually like to start with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So real talk guys. All right. I'm just, I got All right. Lines, so right. I got two more questions. One, any advice for new flyers starting off in this sport? Uh, definitely don't get discouraged would be what, what I would say. Um, there's a Bruce Lee quote, like during training, there will always be plateaus, but you must not stay there. You have to push past them. So things like back flying, people will always plateau. You know, it's you know, belly flying. You can pick it up in 10 minutes. Back flying, be prepared to spend an hour. It gets discouraging. A lot of people don't make it past that. So just a little bit of progress, be consistent, watch your videos and uh, visualize outside the tunnel is probably huge. You don't have to be flying to become a better flyer. You can visualize. Um, I would say. Oh, and also wear, wear pads every time because sometimes pushing past plateaus hurts. So wear pads. Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say to add to that. Um, you know, have purpose when you do train to learn something, but don't forget to have fun. I think a lot of people get stuck. Um, you know, I have to transition just this way and I have to do this and this. And I'm like, yeah, or you could just run along the wall um, or not even do that. I, I knew a guy once that walked on the net as a cat and he thought it was <laughs> hilarious, but it ended up helping some of his stability drills when he was off the net because of the weird position he was in. Um, to cat. <laughs> I was gonna say that's the Bokavian shit right there, dude. Yeah, the boat, that. tic tac, and that's what I'm saying. I think, Jeff I think, the, 
the greatest progress happens when you experiment in the most unconventional ways. And that usually comes from being playful. Um, right. But, you know, with coaching and everything else, I understand, you know, you got to focus, you pay for that time, but maybe you know, set aside a couple minutes just to be fucking weird. And with all around on the net at a low wind speed, sometimes yeah. you got to do that. And yeah. then, uh, yeah. It's hard to do that when you're paying premium, you know? Yeah, definitely. But I mean, you know, I mean, you pay to do fun activities and I feel right. like it shouldn't just be a hundred percent work all the time. Otherwise you might lose your passion for it. Right. Uh, and then to add to that, read as much as you can on all the sites, you know, indoor skydiving source, indoor skydiving world.com, like get involved in that community and kind of become a part of it uh, because that'll add itself as well. Like, where's it going? Where's the next tunnel? Who should you keep an eye on? Uh, uh, educate, get, get a little educated so that you know what, how to, what what goals are obtainable maybe exactly i mean because i feel like there's so many inside terms and names that get dropped right um, and when you're in the know it kind of helps connect you and your instructor you and your coach you and other flyers and then you can all start sharing fun stories and like oh you know so-and-so as well um you know bumblebee flying like yeah fuck it up yeah. fuck yeah no bumblebee that's flying. why i like that coach course that i do i do a coach course uh for groups and uh it's fun because we're, we're able, there's, there's time set aside every, every session for like that goofy balancey stuff. Yeah. That's part of it. Like, like need to kind of know how to do this stuff. And ultimately it's just waking up the body. Right. So that. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you fly with people, you know, they're not going to tell you like, when someone asked me like the first time they ever asked me to fly with them i started thinking like oh my body position and they just kept telling me to like relax just have fun with it and i it didn't make sense to me because i was so focused on perfection as opposed to just having fun with it yeah that word doesn't make any sense relax doesn't make any sense right relax and they look at you like i am can relax bro like i'm fucking as relaxed as they don't i look relaxed yeah yeah yeah. you're like bro that's not relaxed like that's like not relaxed but that's funny. How can uh how can people get a hold of you if they want that coaching then, James? Oh yeah. Um, well, you can uh you can look me up on social media. Um James Gillison, two I's, two L's, two S's, um, G-I-L-L-I-S-S-E-N. Or actually looking me up on Instagram is a good way to do it. It's at holy water hangover, you know, or uh I do my email, which I will also send to you. Uh, and maybe they could put it in the description of the, of the yeah. podcast or something like that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always down and uh, I have uh, uh, great rates and some really great uh, in, instructors taught me coming up. People like uh, who've been in the sports for a long time, like Jeff Dimmick. Uh, he's been doing it like 15, 20 years um, and he lives out here in Portland. He was the, the team captain of Pranavayu, the four-way team with those guys. And um, he used to be like a yoga instructor and that, that man's done it all. So um, he's, a I, I, he's a total ninja. Yeah. I, and I grew up watching his coaching at the Portland tunnel uh, and that, that changed uh, my, my style definitely influenced my style. I guess I should retrospectively add Jeff Dimmick to the list of, of inspirations <laughs> there uh, in a coaching sense. Um, but yeah, I'm always down to uh, meet new flyers and, and introduce people to the, to the world of body flight. So definitely come down to Portland, hang out, um, we got cheap time because of the place that we are in the uh, in the fleet. Portland's got some of the cheapest time. So, you guys have any housing set up or or the hotels nearby? There is a hotel directly across the street from the tunnel. Come yeah. kick it. That's where Tom's Ivan stayed when he was out here for like a week. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah that's that's awesome. Hey Matt, when you when, when are you gonna uh, when are you gonna show up here and do some flying on my staff time? 
If you hate beach, ah, I'm tempted, Ray. Wife and road I, we, uh, uh-huh. look at us. Oh, hey, <laughs> Wife and the kids, bro. Bring them. Gonna say, it's so yeah. funny. My friends say that to me. Like, I don't have four kids. I'm like, bitch, you would cost me 10 grand to fly to California. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we haven't, 10, we haven't been on a plane. $10,000. Like, 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 yeah. Yeah. You, you know what time it is, Ray. Uh, yeah. We're leaving yeah, the kids yeah. with the grandparents. Time. You're, you're, you're in that. You're in that cocoon. So yeah, but like I said, yeah. once we uh, once we make it back over the mountain and we're more, it's no longer like a three or four hour drive to get to the tunnel. I think we'll be plugging back in. In your Maybe business, not. your business that you're doing now, is there any side hustle that you got going on that you could that you want to plug? Not at the moment. No, I was doing graphic design for a hot minute. You could check out uh, freestyle.com, but... You don't do any freelancing? I was, yeah. So I was doing some free... So shortly after being laid off from my like corporate, I was doing um, graphic design in the interim, my own little business. Did some logos for some people. Um, no moving graphics, all static stuff. Gotcha. But now, because of my current job, if anyone needs help with their websites, you let me know. But freestyle.com has my uh, info on it. Oh, and that's my last name, Freese. So F-R-E-E-S-E style.com. Mega jealous of your last name. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I would be, I would have, if I lived in Hollywood with the last name Freeze, I think I would have been the guy in some type of costume on the boulevard there. Like superhero <laughs> costume. <laughs> on the boulevard. Like, hey, we I'm Ray Freeze. We we appreciate any sort of uh, gratuity, you know. It's right. not expected, but you know we're out here. <laughs> yeah. You guys have any questions for me, dude? I got one. What's under the hat, Ray? What's oh, almost nothing. <laughs> almost oh, nothing. Look, I gotta I gotta help that out a little bit. Look at that. I Look have at that. expected horns, honestly. I didn't Get know. Out. I've never I've never seen it. Uh, it just you know what I've been wearing hats my whole <laughs> life, and it's just not helping right here. I think I'm gonna go get a. I think I'm gonna go get some of that Matt Freeze um, hair hair product. <laughs> Look at that! Look at that gem he's got on his head. I just cut my hair the other day, just for you guys. So yeah. What you got, James? What's going on underneath that hat? Huh? Here. Oh, look at that beautiful flock of seagulls going on underneath that head. I need a haircut. I did not cut my hair for you guys. So yeah, I did not either. I needed to. So, well, hey, I really appreciate you guys' time. And uh yeah, same dude. Thank you for reaching yeah, out. Yeah, we, I appreciate yeah, it. Down to talk Seriously. about the sport. It's always it's always good uh good to catch up. And hey, if we're ever not working in a wind tunnel, we could redo this in a in a little bit more uh, and get a little get a little bit more honest with it. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey man, as long as I'm getting paid, son. Sadly, you to be getting getting them dollars, son. All as right. As long as I get cash. Cash money. Because I love that and I need I mean, that. But it, it might be us coming to you, right? Because we don't want you to spend 10K just to hang out and get the real real. You know? Oh, I won't. No, I won't. Yeah. I'll 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 I'll, I'll somehow make it so that um it's part of the package, you know. Be like, all right, let's make this happen. It'll only cost me 10 grand to come. And then you gotta do activities for the kids. All right, we'll figure something out. We can make something yeah. work. There's a tunnel in Portland, you know, that's really fun for the I'm kids. I so Blake worked at that tunnel with you? He did. Uh, not anymore. He, He's in Seattle? He works up in Seattle now, yeah. Trader. I know. Jerk. Yeah. I think he I think he lived up there originally. Uh, so he's sort of returning to his roots. 
Dude, that dude is ripped. There's something about that, like having having a strong core and being able to flip those. Oh, yeah. cliffs. I guess religious about working out, man. Yeah. Well, it looks. Yeah. Like- when when he started, he was just a big blob of a dude. You know, he was just all about the gains, the gains, the gains. He was right. more round than anything. Right. Uh, but Hard then he was fly. like. Yep. His, his mindset changed from, I just want to be big to, I want to fly better. And that's when he just like leaned and cut and his whole whole body became a wing. So it's crazy how much bigger dudes look when they cut that roundness out of them. It's like, Mm. Oh, I thought you were kind of chunky. And then all of a sudden you're like, dude, you're a monster. (laughs) More definition happened. Like, right. Like literally it's a blob that just kind of just whittles down and you see all that. Damn bro. You're like, dude, he was dangerous. I don't bark up that tree, but if I did, I'd be barking up your tree dog. What up? Dude. Like whatever <laughs> roid, who's your roid connect, dude? I'm trying to get the gains, man. Right. I'm like, no, I know, I know, I know, I know Blake's real talk. He's all natural. I think his gains mainly come from donuts. Dude loves donuts, man. So I was gonna say, he religiously <laughs> works out. Like I've seen yeah, that man come to work sick. And he's like, just get done with the workout. I'm like, you're you're pale in the face and throwing out blood. He's like, I'm fine, everything's fine. I'm good. Guys, like, I took it easy today. I took it easy today. Yeah, yeah. I only lifted 250. It's fine. I just benched 250 today. <laughs> yeah, with, with my dick. <laughs> with my dick. Oh, and I find myself hitting on him when I'm drunk, and I'm like, bro, I know my wife's right there, but still, what's up? Let me just touch your arms again one more time. One more but time. real talk, I I don't want to press y'all, but I hope I hope to see another episode of that windy tube. Um, by hey, next week. There is uh, so much material <laughs> between in the future, man. If you guys, if you guys find the bandwidth for it. Oh yeah, it's it's, you it's got, in you the got work, those man. and you think about it all the time. You're leaving. You're leaving a stone unturned. True, so. true, true. Yeah, I don't know if we'll go back to the like two head talking heads on a couch format. Sure. Um, you know, it might be a different format, but Wendy Tube's not dead. Who knows? Yeah. TikTok. I don't know. That's a thing right yeah. now. The industry as a whole has transformed from what it was a couple of years back, sure. you know, between COVID and everything else. I feel like as a whole, WindyTube would also have to kind of transform. Yeah. But, um, well, actually become WindyTube. Like it could be skits. It could be something. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. Remote skits are funny, dude. Like being able to do, like you do your part, Matt, and then like everybody just kind of does their own little part Trying to match up backgrounds but they're, yeah, but they're yeah, yeah. <laughs> i don't know i don't know that's not my my wheelhouse i'm the guy that comes up i'm, I'm the i'm the asshole that's like hey uh, you have you tried it. to do this impossible thing yet yeah he's like yo the oh. percocet's kicking in let me tell you what would be fucking hilarious right you know now would be funny <laughs> if you had a manitar in a leotard like what i'm an up a tree all right, because they can't climb. Minotaurs can't climb. I've seen it. But <laughs> then what would be yeah. good is yeah. anyway. Yeah. Hey, you guys. I want, again, I want the ideas from the first quarter of the joint, not the ideas that you get in the last quarter of the joint. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I want the fresh greens ideas. Did I just yeah, say exactly. that? Anyway, I got to break down all this lighting now. Y'all have okay. a wonderful day. You as yeah. well, good sir. Stay See safe. You. All right, Stay lifted. I'll see ya. Yep, you too. And there you have it. Another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void brought to you as always by, and say it with me, fuck yeah, NZ Aerosports. Head to nzaerosports.com. 
by Pussfoot. That's right. Head to Pussfoot.com, the Extreme Sports Collective, and check out everything they've got to offer. By SummitParachuteSystems.com. Jarrett Martin and the family cranking out amazing pilot rigs, as well as incredible rigging courses. And now joining the Lunatic team, it's the one and only Tony Suits. You know them, you love them. Head to TonySuit.com. Check out all the amazing standards, as well as the new incredible signature line they've got going on. And as for us, the Lunatic Fringe is now on YouTube. That's right, you're going to have the chance to put faces to the audio by heading to YouTube.com and looking up the Lunatic Fringe Podcast. It's easy. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, check out all the amazing videos from the previous guests that we've had, as well as new and upcoming interviews on video. As always, I am the fucking pilot. Head to thefuckingpilot.net or theprincesspilot.com. Thanks for joining. We'll see you next time around. Damn. <laughs>